0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoted for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
0: So I'm watching the Lightning game, Steve, and I'm telling you, I, I thought that that was maybe the best first period I've seen this year, and I haven't watched every game. They came out, the Tampa Bay Lightning Flying against Boston and for all the world I thought, okay, this is the game. This is the one they're gonna make a statement. And then I look up and before long they're trailing like four to one or five to whatever it was. I've never seen Boston is red hot. Like white hot, red hot. What were they fifteen and two coming into the game?
1: Sixteen and two, now
0: seventeen and two. I- incredible. I mean, I don't know. That the Lightning played poorly, but there were some moments that they did not play well. I just think that they ran into the the buzzsaw that is the Bruins right now. I mean, I I don't know how else to explain it.
1: So the first period was probably their best period of the year. They came out and played at a pace we haven't seen this year.
0: That's correct.
1: The problem is Linus Almar kept them in the game. He did. And then they had a bad breakdown where all five Lightning players were on one side of the ice, which left David Krejci wide open. And he blasted a shot by Vasilevsky, who should have stopped it. Right. But he shouldn't have been that wide open either. And when you left that period 1-1, you just thought, uh-oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you do- the Lightning dominated that period. They did. The Lightning should have been up multiple goals. Vazzy shouldn't have let that one in. He would tell you he wants that one back in a heartbeat. You should have been up 3-0 at the end of that period. But instead, you went in 1-1. Right. And then Boston went to work in the second period, and it was like it was like the team switched jerseys, to be honest. I, I you know, whatever happened in that eighteen minute intermission, and, and and the Lightning started turning the puck over, making bad decisions, and Boston was everywhere, and every puck was on their stick, and and they were firing shots from everywhere, and and executing, and all of a sudden the Lightning were not covering anybody. And it got ugly quick. And all of a sudden, it was 4-1. The final ends up being 5-3. But I mean, Boston dominated after the first period. I mean, Lightning did some good things in the third period, but you were down three goals already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it got away from them fast. And, and I mean, I'm impressed with what Boston is right now. I, I'm not sure that the Lightning played horribly. I I, I don't know how to describe it, but... This was a measuring stick game, and it seemed like they came out and they were you know they were they were up to the task they were on fire they were you know brought the game to to Boston. so what does this mean now you know it's so early in the season, but like what did they learn what what did they what did they glean from this other than Boston's beating everybody and they're probably going to run away with it? Right. Well, I you're mean, gonna like, face
1: Boston again next week in Boston, next Tuesday. Yeah. But I you know, they've talked all year about it's a sixty minute game. And in the last few games we've seen it where they were down and came back, like against Nashville.
0: They right. score the
1: tying goal in the you know, the final three and a half minutes and then go on to win in overtime.
0: Yeah, it's huge.
1: And they talk about it's a sixty minute game. You can't let the emotions and the ebbs and flows of a game deter you and 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 you can't ride that wave there but you've got to figure out after you played the best period you've played how did you come out and put that next period out there I mean you know you're not going to play at the level they played in the first period for 60 minutes that doesn't happen especially against a good team on the other side but you can't have that big of a drastic difference you know i mean boston finally said okay it's it's almost like you know they didn't show up for the first period Except their goalie did.
0: Yeah, he was big.
1: You know, and look, how many times has Andre Vasilevsky kept the Lightning in a period like that? Oh, And then gosh. the Lightning go on to win. Allmark did yeah. that tonight for the, for the Bruins. And even though he ended up giving up three, he was fantastic. Vazzy was really good, too, for the most part. I mean, you know, a lot of those shots, you know, um, Marshawn, the putt comes right to him in front, and he roofs it right in front of Vazzy. What's Vazzy going to do on that one? Um, the, the power play goal where, was it DeBrusque just came out of the corner and no one picked him up? So he's right in front of Vazzy and then slides it across the crease, and they bury the goal? I mean, what's Vazzy going to do there? I mean, no one picked up right. the guy coming out of the corner. Right. They all right. sat there and picked up everybody else and watched him. Yeah. You know, I mean, Vazzy can't do anything about that one. I mean, the like I said, the first goal was a bad goal that Vazzy let in, and he would tell you that. The others, I mean, you know, guard somebody.
0: I mean, it was legit, right? Like, you don't look at this and go, well, you know, the other team didn't play well. You turned the puck over. You gave them, you know, odd man rushes. Like, this was a legit test for them. And there's a there's a lot of hockey left. And Like I said, I like the way they started the game. Didn't finish well. But this was probably necessary to see where they're at right now against against boston with the best teams or the best record in the nhl mm-hmm. and i thought for you know a period or so it was a really entertaining game so we'll see where they go from here i mean you know not the outcome they were looking for but by the same token i don't i didn't necessarily think they're their league it's just i think right now and you can speak to this how how long can you sustain this if you're the Boston Bruins? In other words, when you win that much, isn't there bound to be a a sort of a reverse of that where you're going to struggle to win a game?
1: Well, I mean, think about it this way:
0: so the Lightning
1: four years ago set a record with 62 wins. Yeah, lost 20 games that year, 16 in regulation, four right, 62 games, yeah. Boston right now is on pace to lose like ten games this season. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that's, that's sick. I mean, you know, do we think they're going to keep that up? No, but no, you've developed a nice pad. I yeah, mean, you have. You know, they've played what nineteen games? Eleven of those were on at home, which they're undefeated at home. Right now, you now you're what six and two on the road. Um, look, they're they're incredibly hot right now. Their schedule hasn't been the strongest. So that yeah. may be part of it, but but if you watch them play tonight, they're a really good team.
0: They're really good. They're fast. I mean, they're efficient.
1: Allmark is playing lights out in the net. He's leading the league in goals against average, save percentage, wins, etc. I mean, I mean, here's the thing about Boston. And you say, how long can they sustain it? They're the top scoring offense, and they're the best defense.
0: That's a pretty good place to start. <laughs> uh,
1: when you're scoring the most goals and giving up the least, you're okay. It's pretty tough to beat you on a
0: regular yes. basis. yeah.
1: Now, you know, and, and, and they did this at the beginning of the season without Brad Marchand and without Charlie McAvoy. That's Probably true. Two of their three, four best players. Now they're back now, so they have their roster. So we'll see. But you're not even a quarter of the way in the season yet. So, you know, how you're playing in November doesn't mean what you're going to do in the playoffs. I mean, uh, we, absolutely- you know, here's the thing about Boston, and, and I have no idea what will happen in the playoffs this year. But we've seen this for years now where Boston has great regular seasons and then does nothing in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it, no, It's that... kind
1: of a pattern with them. Now, how this season will happen, who knows. But, you know, they're kind of – you know, we, we talked years ago uh, after the Lightning got swept out in the first round against Columbus and Tom Jones would come on and say, wake me up when it's the playoffs.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, making the playoffs isn't good. The Lightning set records and got swept out. Wake me up when the playoffs come. That's kind of the way you are with Boston the last five, six, seven years. That's fair. It's like they make the playoffs, but they don't do anything in there. Now, you know, I mean, they've won some cups back, you know, years ago, and, and, and they're a really good team. And we'll see, you know, and this year could be completely different. But they're they're, they're one of those teams where it's, you know, okay, you're going to make the playoffs, and at this point, you know, 34 points in your first 19 games, you're probably making the playoffs. Right. You know, about as much of a lock as you can be at this point in the season. But what are they going to do in the playoffs? And we'll see. I mean, you know, can they play this well 60 games from now? I don't know.
0: It's fair. I mean, they, they just took on the best team in the, you know, in the NHL, and and they got humbled by them. Mm-hmm. Quite, you know. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't that they performed badly. It's just the other team is better, and mm-hmm. they know how far they have to go. So we'll see how they respond to that. That's the whole purpose of sports. Um, it was entertaining. I I didn't dislike the game. I thought it was entertaining. Um, but I also thought that they were in another class. It's just Boston is that hot right now. And whether that's skilled or just on fire, doesn't matter because they are winning everything. Wanted to remind you guys um, to save money on your electric bill. I know the energy costs are going up. I got something for you. May Electric Solar, a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for 12 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-net companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That is the main difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You know exactly what they're going to install. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So, those are Billy May's guys up on the roof. They're they're his guys. You know who's doing the job. Start saving the day. Call the uh, energy experts at May Electric Solar. Schedule your free estimate. Lower your electric bill and also um, preserve your quality of life and your appliances. May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. All right, the Bucks were back at work. Kind of a bonus day, if you will. Um, Not necessarily a day where they uh, give out injury reports and the like. Although we did not see... Uh, a couple of player, uh, a couple were back. Luke Gedicke was back. That was a good good news, I guess. If you're a, uh, a Luke Getteki fan, we'll see what they do with Nick Leverett and him. Also, who else do we see? Um, Leonard Fournette was not working, although again, bonus day. Don't know what his status will be on Wednesday. No injury report per se, because it was Monday, and they you know they don't have to be back. They're off today. Be back on Wednesday, prepare for the Cleveland Browns. Um, Russell Gage was back. That was good news. Julio Jones, full go. So, I mean, overall, the health of this football team is about as good as it's going to be right now. Um, and, you know, from, from my money, I mean, the the question is going to be whether they can carry over what they did in Germany to next week in Cleveland. And what I mean by that is, can they run the ball? Can they be efficient? And who are they going to do it with? So Giovanni Bernard was activated. Was Well, he was brought back from the IR. He could be activated any time within the next three weeks. And you say, well, they're crowded at running back, but are they really? Because Leonard Fournette has a hip pointer. We haven't seen him. We didn't see him Monday. We'll see how the injury is on Wednesday. But you can see an opportunity there if Gio was right uh, and Leonard was not. Plug him in the running back room. He can also play special teams. That's what he did the first two weeks of the season. Um, so there's some options there with Gio. Um, but the man now, and we I wrote about this on Tampa Bay.com and Tampa Bay Times, is Rashad White. In my opinion, this could be the guy, and it's going to take a lot of them, right? Like you, you can't forget about Leonard Fournette, or for that matter, Keyshawn Vaughn and some of the others. But... Deshaun White has a little bit of momentum. He got the angry run from Kyle Brandt, all that, the you know, the scepter and all of that. Um, but but moreover, he is, you know, shown that he has a little bit of burst, um, good vision, a guy that can, you know, obviously, you know, run out the game, run out the clock as he did back in Germany. And I, I just think that this guy is going to get better and better I don't know that the Bucks have the, sort of the stomach to tell Leonard Fournette that you're not starting the game, although I don't, I don't think it matters because they're, they're both going to play. Um, but it just feels like this could be the turnaround, right, the turning point as you go forward and you look at everything and you go, okay, what's our what's our blocking scheme? Who's our best running back? I almost feel like, unless I'm blind, that it's got to be White. I mean, he's got the vision. He's has the explosion. He's had, you know, when you gave him 20 carries over 100 yards. Not that Fournette won't be used, but it'll be really interesting if they go to Cleveland, and it doesn't really matter series to series, right? Like, you know, White started in Germany They went three and out. He had one yard. So that's not the key. The key is, who do they lean on, you know, who's, who's going to get those yards. And, you know, I, I, I just think that White has sort of turned a corner for them. And we'll see if they ride the hot hand. I mean, there's been a bye week in between. But for my money, their best chance to be balanced, their best chance to create play action, even check the ball down, in no doubt is Rashad White. I, I, I'm just a big believer in the guy right now.
1: I think if you don't see more of him this week, that's going to be bad. I would hope that with this week off and the coaches self-scouting and everything else, that they see that sticking with either one back or Leonard Fournette as that solo back is not working.
0: Right. That they've
1: got to be more diverse back there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Rashad White becomes RB1 Mm -hmm. because he plays a little more, or... It's truly a one A1 B you know you're mixing it up and changing it up and, and, and giving the defense different looks because they they do have different styles.
0: right, they do, you
1: know, but if Leonard Fournette is getting the bulk of the carries going forward and the bulk of the playing time, I think they've got problems.
0: I think it's a problem, and I, and, I, and listen, this is not this isn't something that we're surprised by. We've been talking about it, we've been calling for it. They finally did it. Uh, they had 44 rushes which, rushes, which is the most in any game this season. So they were committed to it. But White got him going, and not in the first series, but after that he got him going. And, you know, he, he wins the angry run scepter. Of course, we saw the stiff arm and all of that, the physicality of that. He got the whole sideline ignited. It's hard to get the big guys on defense to come out of their seats and and – Sort of lose it when they see the replay of of white 's run, and you know that sort of thing you need to build on. he could be special he's he 's a guy that can catch the ball he certainly can block we know he can run and and maybe if they just you know show a little bit of confidence in him, um, he can carry them a long way. but I like the makeup of the guy um, he was he was humble about accepting this crazy scepter from. Kyle Brandt and the good morning football people. But, um, you know, that, that could be a staple of their offense. In as much as, you know, Brady is going to want to throw the ball, but do you want to throw it 50 times? He's got tight ends. He's got running backs available. Um, I'm I'm impressed with the guy. I'm bullish on, you know, on White. And we'll see what he does going forward. But I think he's a really good player. And – Obviously, Good Morning Football did too. At least they gave him the angry run. Happy guy. It was funny. They tried to shoot video of the accept acceptance speech of his, and, and when he when he talked, he was holding his, his young daughter, Nevaeh, and the guy cannot look angry or annoyed or anything else. He's just like full of smiles and just very grateful for everything that's going on. So it's kind of neat to watch uh, to watch that video. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, this, listen, they got an opportunity here. They need to run some some wins here. Um, Cleveland, not a great team. Good defense. Going to run the ball on them a lot or try to. And, you know, this is when they got to make the run. This is after the bye week. Tom Brady's got to be better. Everybody's got to make the run. So we'll see if they do. But check it out, Tampa Uh Story on Rashad White. Kind of interesting guy. I I. I I just really think that he's there running back of the future. Even though Fournette has a contract beyond this year, I think it's going to be White's game. And, and I would be surprised if it doesn't really matter necessarily who gets the start and who's in the second series. But for my money, I would like to see, you know, White get that opportunity. I think he's earned it. And I think he's a better player at this point in his career. So We'll see. So I'm watching the World Cup, and I turned this on at around, I guess it was on at 2 o'clock, and um, I, w- I was a little late to the party. It was a little after 2, and I saw where the USA was up one nothing over Wales. And, and they were scrappy, and I'm thinking, okay, well, this would be a huge win for the USA. Obviously, a lot of new players, first game out of the box. Um, and then the second, the second half, I guess you would say, just wasn't the same team they kind of sat back a little bit it wound up costing them they give up a penalty a penalty shot for a goal and they get a result it's 1-1 and so that's you know it's not a loss but i just feel like you can't come away from this match steve thinking yeah you know what you got to be proud of the americans like they kind of gave something away today
1: you sure feel like it and had you beat wales today you felt like you had a really good shot to advance to the, the knockout stage. Sure. And let me explain why. England is the best team in the group. Mm-hmm. And they dominated Iran 6-2 to two this morning. Right. And they look really good. So the U.S. is going to play England next. So the top two teams out of this group will advance. So you're tied with Wales now, but you're going to face England next. Mm -hmm. Well, Wales is going to face Iran. If England beats the United States, they'll have six points in the group. The U.S. would have one, and Wales at most could have four, which means England's already advanced, Hmm. which means when they face Wales for the final game of the group, how many regulars do you think are going to be playing?
0: Not many, yep.
1: And so now, because you have to get a better result against England and Iran than Wales does to advance, and, and that includes goal differential. So the U.S. is going to face England's regulars, where Wales may face their backups, or many of them. Wow. So it, getting that result today of of only a tie, after, particularly after you led for about half the game. Right. Does leave a sour taste in your mouth for the U.S. It's not over. It's not. You're not out of it. Out of it yet at all. Yeah. And granted, you go out and beat England on Friday. That changes everything. That would take a monumental effort because England's a better team than them. Hmm. But stranger things can happen. So, does it leave a bitter taste? Absolutely. Is is it over for the U.S.? Nope. Not at all. Yeah, You just have to do better against England and, and Iran than Wales does.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, listen, it's, it, there's some young players on this team. They didn't seem that upset about not getting the wind. Um, the whole deal is to advance in your bracket, and they're not going to be favored. They're going to probably be overwhelmed at, at times perhaps by by England, but – it was fun to watch. I, I'm glad the World Cup is back. I'm glad I could sit down and see a game. I'm
1: glad the U.S. is back in it.
0: Yeah, the U.S. That's what I mean. Like you didn't have a rooting interest for what eight years now?
1: Yeah, four years ago, the U.S. didn't qualify, so right, that was weird watching that. I mean, I love watching the World Cup. I'll watch any of them, but
0: but it's different, right? It's mm-hmm. different when the U.S. is, is the team you're watching. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, and and I told you too. Think of today. Think if if Wales had taken the lead in the first half. And the U.S. came back and tied it late, and you right. got the tied result. Would you be happy with that result? Yes. Would you be thrilled? No, you wanted to win the game. Yeah. But, and, and winning the game would have gone a long way towards advancing. But, you know, you play three games in your group. You got to play all three. You don't, they don't decide it after one.
0: No, oh, that's true, and and it, the quicker they bury this, the better, and they learn from it, and they move on. They, you know, maybe, you know, play better next. But it, mm-hmm. it, it was just a little disappointing the way they finished, and, and they seemed, they seemed to get back on their heels a little bit, which you don't want to see. You want to see them stay aggressive, and um, instead of letting the game get taken to them. But
1: yeah, Wales pushed, and the U.S. retreated. They
0: retreated. That's right, and that's why they did need to do. And that's some of that's mentality. Like a lot of young players talked about how these they just you know sort of lost that edge, expended a lot of energy early on, and then didn't close out the deal. So that's you know when they're in that situation again, they presumably will learn from it. Well, and some of the substitution
1: choices were a little were criticized. That's afterwards, what I heard. Which, I heard that it's easy to criticize afterwards, but yeah, Gio Reyna was not subbed in. Right. Aronson didn't that. start. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you wanted those guys to come off the bench, but you never even put Reyna Ray, uh, in. You right. brought Jordan in instead. You know, Greg Berthalter said, you know, he thought he would bring more speed and power than Reyna would. Power, yes, but I, I, I'd i rather see Gio out there personally. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what they do on, on Friday against England, 2 o'clock. So after you wake up from your turkey hangover,
0: should be nice. Mm-hmm.
1: Two o'clock on Friday, and then they'll face Iran next week. I forget which day—Tuesday, I think. But
0: yeah, I'm sure there's football that day. I'm sure there's a lot going on. So a little post Turkey action will be good. So there's a lot of anxiety, um, speculation, curiousness about USF's coaching job. Tell me why or why not. I should think. That Deion Sanders, with the job he's done at Jackson State, would easily be the best candidate that they could find. And but for that that matter of fact, there's no way he doesn't go to an SEC school or ACC school or or some larger university after the season, right? Am I wrong that he's he's not going to stay at Jackson State?
1: Well, he has He has said that. He would be a fool not to listen. Right. There's a report from Sports Illustrated that Colorado and South Florida have reached out to Dion and been talking.
0: Wow. <laughs> it was stop traffic. I mean, really? Could you imagine Deion Sanders at South Florida? I mean, hello well, recruiting.
1: I it, you talk about a splash hire.
0: Oh my God.
1: Uh, you and I were talking before the podcast, but if 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 let's say Dion came to USF, and I I think he'll get a a bigger job. I think he'll get a Power Five job. But let's just for argument's sake say he goes to USF. Hmm. Think of him recruiting in the state of Florida. Oh jeez. Against a Miami team that's struggling, although I think they have a good head coach, a Florida team that's still rebuilding. UCF's moving to the Big Twelve. And and they might play in the in the American championship game this week. If they beat USF, they'll be there. Right. And Florida State's improving, but there's enough talent here where Dion could do some damage recruiting wise, you would think.
0: Yeah, I mean it would be and-
1: it would be fun. It would be fun. I mean, I, I if I'm USF, I take Leon Sandcastle. <laughs>
0: All right. Makes sense. I, I I tend to think that they're not gonna be in it for a big name. I tend to think that it's gonna be a coach that has been a head coach before that might not be a household name yet. Um I don't know where prime time is going ultimately, whether he's gonna hang around for another year if he has that. But now do I man, think
1: USF reached out to him? Absolutely.
0: Are you better. Like you wouldn't be doing your job if you didn't, right?
1: I mean one of the reasons you Get rid of your coach early or make the change mid-season.
0: You got the first choice.
1: So you can start talking to people ahead of time. Now, granted, he's got a job, and that is different, and there's hoops you got to jump through with that. Right. But the whole purpose is you can go make those calls. Right. You can go reach out to Jackson State and say, hey, could we talk to him? Mm Mm-hmm. Or talk to any of the coaches that are out of work. I mean, that's, That's that's the whole reason that you make them. There's two reasons, really. If the players aren't responding, you have to make that change because mm-hmm. you can't lose players. You can't, you know, open the transfer portal and they're all gone because you, halfway through the season you lost the season. But the other part is, is you make the change so that you got a head start on everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, there is a report now out of Mississippi from a reporter, and, and Lane Kiffin has denied it on Twitter, but that he's going to resign on Friday and go to Auburn. Don't don't know if that's true or not, and no one else has verified that after this news. How much better
0: of a job is that? Just just in terms of like the landscape of college football, you're in the same conference. You go from Ole Miss to Auburn, which has is steeped in more history. But aside from that, like is that is that really a better job? I don't I don't I don't
1: know the facilities. I don't know. You know, look, I, I know Alabama's a football hungry state, and right. Nick Saban's going to retire at some point. Oh yeah. Do I think Auburn's a better job than Ole Miss overall? Yes, significantly. I don't know. Yeah, and and we can ask Matt Baker this week. We'll have him on a Thursday show, actually.
0: Yep. Well, oh, it's a big weekend. It's rivalry weekend. I mean, we've mm-hmm. got everything going down. Florida, Florida State, obviously, um, one of the best college football weekends of the year is they wrap it up before the playoffs and bowl games and all of that. So that'll be exciting. Um, Florida, Florida State lost a little luster to me when florida sort of laid the egg if you will at at vanderbilt
1: but anthony richardson said when they beat florida state it's going to give them momentum so
0: (laughs) okay good you take that right in the spring buddy (laughs) i mean i get it um but i i just think florida state's playing with more swag more confidence i'm not giving anything away i just i just think they're better so I want to remind you guys um, to, of course, uh, contact our sponsors. If you're looking to save money on your energy bill, it's May Electric Solar. They've been around for 12 years. A lot of these companies fly by night, but they get a 30-year labor and service warranty. Uh, you can uh, start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar, 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate and lower your electric bill all year long. Start saving today, 727-819-2862. Okay, tomorrow we're going to have our mailbag segment. Get your questions in. You can do that by submitting them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud. Or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. All questions answered 100% correctly or your money back so a mailbag segment tomorrow matt baker later this week it's rivalry weekend it's going to be fun um we've got uh no bucks today they'll be back at work on wednesday we'll talk possibly to tom brady byron Leftwich, some uh maybe some early interviews this week with thanksgiving weekend hope you guys are preparing for that thanks for listening for steve bursnick i'm rick stroud the Tempe times have a great day everybody